Hey plebs, welcome to the Respawn Point. This is Respawn Mondays, a weekly video game show. Here we talk about some of our favorite games while giving you the latest news updates. Join us here on the Respawn Point every week for help getting back into the game. I'm your host, Nick Barry, and with me, my co-host, we have Elias Christensen. Hey Nick. What's going on, Elias? Not too much, what's up with you? Not too much. Uh, so this is the 27th time respawning for our listeners, and this week we're going to talk about uh, some PUBG, some Fortnite, uh, the newest uh, Spider-Man uh, for PlayStation that was uh, given a release date uh, this past week, and a bunch of uh, new info with that, so we'll be talking about that a little bit. Um, but So before we get into the main uh, discussion and, and news this week, uh, we'll talk about what we've been playing as we do every week. Um, so Elias, why don't you start us off? Um, so I guess primarily I've been playing a ton of League of Legends, um, like a ton. Yep. And, um, uh, it's been going pretty good. I got from bronze five to bronze three. I just got my promotion for bronze two, uh, like half hour before the show. So I, I, I honestly think, cause I checked on op.gg, my MMR is silver five currently. Oh, nice. So I, I think I'll be in silver by next show. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and you've never, have you ever been ranked before? Uh, yeah, I've been ranked in bronze. Okay. Um, I used to play a lot of solo queue and like years ago when I played like ranked a lot, it was mostly just like, I played Teemo. Um, I played Zed for a while. Um, people that were viable, but your team needs to work together and that doesn't happen a lot in bronze five. Um, so I think duo queuing in bronze is a very strong idea. <laughs> you yeah. really should do it because then at least you have two people that can work together. And what we do like with, uh, I've been doing with Cooper almost for most of the games. Um, I'm jungle, he's support. So he's always with his ADC. I try to, you know, just feed bot lane as much as like, yeah, top and mid need help, but I can assure that there's always three people together. That's a really good idea, you know? Yeah, never that's get, true. Never get caught out, you know? Yep. So I've been playing a lot of that. Cooper's doing really well. He's going to get – he's silver one uh, going for his promotion. He doesn't have it yet, but I think he'll be gold by next week, which is going to be a first for him, which is super cool. Um, And, yeah, we've been having a lot of fun. I will say, though, that League is – I think I was telling you before the show, League is a toxic game. Like – I, I, I don't think I ever used to have this rage when I played League, but I get mad at people now. I get real mad. <laughs> um, which I, I obviously, like, I don't chat it and I don't, like, flame people during the game. Or I try my best not to. I might go, I might go a little overboard with pings. But, uh, yeah, I try my best to just keep it in Discord, <laughs> whatever my thoughts are. Um, but for some reason, it just, yeah, makes yeah. me... Makes me angry. Which is which is surprising. I don't think I've ever seen you uh, get angry at a game. No, yeah, I, I tend to stay pretty cool. Like even in even in CS:GO, like if somebody makes a completely, I'm just I'm more like, like oh that was that was stupid. We shouldn't have done that. Let's not do it again. Right. But I think with with CS:GO, there's always a chance to come back. It's just one round, and then everything's reset. Whereas with League, like everything snowballs so yeah. hard. And yeah, there's true. always a ch- there's always a chance to finish the game. Like if you win this team fight, you can get that inhibitor turret. If you don't, 
they could get your inhibitor turret and it could be almost game over depending on death timers and stuff like the risk the risk to reward for um dying it increases as the game goes on and it makes the tensions only get higher yeah so yeah i've been playing a lot of league <laughs> um <laughs> I was able to play some PUBG, played some of the Savage map, and yep. and I was able to play some of the Tequila Sunrise the other night with uh, with Matt, and that was pretty fun. Um, it was it was especially fun because we were duo queuing and they auto match you with other people, so yeah. we get we get paired with other people, and you know most people were using voice chat, which was a little different. Like a lot of times, I don't come across that in PUBG, but we were able to have some good communication. We we ran into some. Uh, deviants i might say they were just making some really dirty jokes but um yeah you'll have that yeah but that's that's that um but yeah we had a lot of fun we did i think we got third one one round or something but nothing crazy yeah. it's just a lot of fun because it's like you're trying to go into long-range fights with shotguns and like yeah it, it definitely changes everything about that game it's because yeah, it you, you, you don't have to worry about just getting sniped. So you, you kind of just do whatever. And like, if you, if you see someone kind of far away, you're like, I, I don't care. He can't hit me. Even <laughs> if he does, it's, you know, like five, five uh, damage or whatever. Yeah. I think I got my first uh, vehicular manslaughter um, <laughs> kill in, in that, in that game mode. And what was funny is I, I ran the dude over, but he was able to knock Matt out while I was doing it. Hmm. which okay. well, I'd say that's pretty impressive. You know, I yep. tried, I, at one point I had three cars coming after me. I was in one of those hay bale uh, huts. Yep. And they were just circling like all different teams <laughs> circling me and like fighting each other. And I'm trying to hit, you know, shoot the vehicle. So they blow up and yeah, there's just a lot of mayhem in that game mode. It was pretty fun. Um, yep. And then one night I was able to play a round of Deep Rock Galactic. I want to play more of that game, but I feel like part of what's really fun is doing it with your friends. And so having like a group set aside at night to do it. I I jumped into a lobby that had three people. So we went on a mission and it was pretty good. Um, We were successful. Nothing too dangerous happened. But yeah, it, it didn't feel as fun as when I had when I was playing with Matt, Spencer and Connor. Yeah. Probably yeah. a similar, probably similar feel to Sea of Thieves. Sort of reminded me of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So for me, uh, nothing new. Just you know, PUBG, League, Fortnite. Um, I figure what we can do is we can go into, um, a little bit more of a, a PUBG talk. Um, as far as they kind of changed a little bit about how the the new map worked last week, and so we can kind of give our first impressions on the four by four map. Um, so first I'll just outline what they changed and then we can kind of talk about, it. I'll ask you what you thought. Um, okay. so what they did halfway through the testing period was they added squads, uh, which was something, um, a lot of people were asking for, including us as far as, you know, we were talking about it and we were like, yeah, playing solos, whatever. So yeah, that got a little boring. Yeah. So that was cool that they added that halfway through. Um, so what, what they ended up doing was they changed it. So the first blue zone or, well, just the first circle will show up right at the beginning of the match uh, when you get in the plane, so you know where the first circle will be. And most of the time, you know, people will obviously try to drop in inside that circle. And yeah. then 
they adjusted uh, the blue zone time speed uh, to be increased during the first phase of the match. So it kind, okay. so it kind of, um, you know, you have your first circle, you drop, and then I guess that first circle closes in uh, faster. And so then at that point, the game is kind of uh, contained within that first circle. So it definitely, yeah. I think... Uh, makes, it makes going somewhere else a lot riskier. Right, exactly. So I'll, I'll ask you first, what, would you, what was your first impressions on the, uh, the new map? Um, there's tons of loot. Um, I liked, I mean, obviously the colors, um, everything was a bit more vibrant, um, which I don't know why that feels more fun. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it, <laughs> maybe, there's, there's gotta be some color science to it where it, you're just more relaxed in that type of game mode. Whereas like the colors being more realistic, like they are in Miramar and Erangel make, I don't know. They make me more tense. I think like I, it, it feels realer. Especially um, so Miramar. Yeah. So I liked I liked uh, all the colors. The setting is nice. Um, how vertical the map is. Feels like you could, if you climb up to a mountain, you're going to have to come down, but at least you have the advantage. You know? Yeah. You have the high ground, so to speak. Yeah. No, I yeah, know. I, I mean, as far as... I, I, it's tough. After playing the this map... It's almost like why isn't every map four by four? Because it's still a really big map. Mm. Like maybe there's not as many. Obviously, there's not as many locations within that map. But yeah. I don't know. Like, like you can get some early action, but at the same time, like me and Connor have had matches where we kind of spend a like a big part of the the you know kind of the later stage of the game not doing much. But instead of just running the entire time, at least you can kind of plan your strategy because you're, you know, near the circle already. Yeah. And see, that's that's something like, yeah, running. Like if you drop, I mean, Zarki, you know, you have to get a, you know, you have to get a vehicle on Arangel and stuff like that. And it's nice to be able to drop anywhere and know you can run into circle, first circle. Um, but I like the idea of using cars and i feel like vehicles aren't as op on savage like they're not as they're, viable they're, yeah you don't really need them you don't need them and if anything they're more dangerous like using the boats i don't i don't think people should really be using boats all that much like if you need to get the circle that's one thing but it's just everyone's so close around you that being in a boat is asking to be killed right and unless your strategy is to loot someplace out of circle most of the time you aim for the circle anyways. So it's and not... So, go ahead, sorry. No, I was going to say, so you're not really in need of a vehicle at any point, unless, like I said, you know, you, your strategy is to go really far outside alone. But I don't know how many people are actually going to do that. Probably not a lot. And so I just, I think that, like you were saying, why isn't every map 4x4? Four four? I like the idea of needing cars and driving around and like some of the best action sequences that have been captured in PUBG have to do with vehicles. Um, at least for me, those are some of my favorites. And so it, it doesn't necessarily make the game more competitive, but I, I just like having the vehicles in there. I can, I can see a four by four map being way more competitive than the eight by eight. Yeah. 
just I don't know. Like I think it's there's more, especially with that first circle already being predetermined in the plane. I think there's there's a lot more. I don't know if you know strategy is the right word, but you know people are going to be in a certain place. And then on top of that, obviously this is you know very early in the 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 development, so we don't know how the loot is going to be. But the fact that you could find an AR in like a lot of the buildings made it like yeah. very. Like you, you, you knew your game plan. You knew you were gonna drop. It didn't necessarily matter where. You would find an AR, and mm. from there you would, you know, usually find some people. <laughs> and it was pretty straightforward. Yeah. You know what? It's funny though. Is I think they just they they turned it up so everybody could have a good time testing. I yeah. don't think we're gonna see that many ARs. If anything, I really think I don't want shotguns, but I really think we should be seeing more SMGs, like as opposed to ARs, just because everything is close range for the most part. Right. Um, introducing something like the Winchester on this map would be OP. So, like, let's say there's a good chance when you drop, you're going to get a Winchester and you're going to get a um, a micro Uzi or a, a Tommy gun or something. Um, you'll be able to fight, you know, most fights inside of town with the SMGs, and the Winchester could cover anything like people outside the town until you can find the sniper rifle you need. Like maybe there's one sniper rifle, you know, every other town or something. Yeah. Um, just cause the ARs did make everything go a little bit faster and you don't really need the distance an AR can provide. Um, the SMGs can put out more, to, like, especially the micro Uzi, the fire and the micro Uzi can put out. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. I wonder, so, you know, I wonder if, because every because there's not as much map, I wonder if they because there's still 100 players. I wonder if the amount of loot on the map is the same, but because there's less of the map, it's it's condensed, and that's why you could find a lot of good stuff. Plus, plus something it's like it's way less vertical. Like you don't have buildings in um, right. Yes, yes, Naya or something like that that are full of loot top to bottom. Or Miramar in um, Los Leones. Um, That's really true. Yeah, I think actually it's funny. I think the bring them bringing the Tequila Sunrise mode to Miramar makes so much sense because Los Leones is like you can use shotguns all day in those buildings. Yeah. Um, it just makes sense. Whereas in the small village terrain that this new Savage map offers, I think it really lends itself towards SMGs. Um. So maybe we maybe at some point we get a, a special game mode on Savage with just SMGs. Right. Um, I can see like that. Ev everyone gets micro Uzis or something. That could be pretty fun. I, th I think what I really like about this map, and I hope, you know, I hope the way it played is similar to what, you know, will eventually be pushed to live servers. Because I think because it's a smaller map, the way... It, it it would I think it would get kind of boring if every map played the same. So like say like okay like I want obviously a faster paced um match or whatever. So you'd go go to the savage map, which is a four by four, and the fact that you know you're gonna find an AR fairly quickly and just do your thing. I think it plays so much different than the other two maps. Not necessarily that it's better, but if it, it gives you a reason to play this map over the other ones because it just plays so different, and I think that will really help the game to evolve into a better game yeah overall people will know these are different game modes people will know what each experience is going to be like 
um which is something you want you want variety in a big game like this yeah exactly and an interesting point too with like let's say you were able to drop on this map and just have an ar it almost doesn't make sense on erangel that like what you find immediately is shotguns and pistols mm-hmm. even especially in the smaller houses not it makes sense as far as realism goes that not every homeowner is going to have <laughs> a car you know but it doesn't make sense as far as competitiveness goes because let's say you drop um at shelter or um Prison. the five house the five houses north of school yeah or um the four houses east of uh Pachinki? Yep. Um, I'm like the yeah. hillside. Yeah, sometimes it's really hit or miss there. And then once you leave, you're at extremely long distances. Yeah. Like it just becomes, it's insanely dangerous to actually leave those. You need to be watching your back all the time. So it almost makes more sense that ARs should be more plentiful on um, Erangel because. It, you know, it's the first map. Maybe they want it to be their most competitive, and people need to be able to defend themselves. Yeah, which I I guess brings into you know the risk reward thing, the RNG I, part of the game. But I really think, and you know, I mean, PUBG has been like this for a while, of just like their their loot system and the RNG of it. But like you know, even coming from like Fortnite, like most houses have some type of weapon. Whereas yeah. in PUBG, you can go into a house and literally find nothing. Bandages like, and attachments. Um, yeah. And it's you like, can't even carry them because you don't have a backpack. Like, I feel like the weapon should be more... Well, exactly. The weapon should be more uh, consistent, whereas, like, the attachments and all, like, the, the additional stuff should be, like, kind of, like, the rarer stuff that isn't in every building. Yeah, that would be really good and, and help people to get better at the game because... Um, I follow the streamer. I think you know Linkstorm52. He does the uh, Red Bull promoter videos. No, I don't. Okay, he he is he's so good with the M416. Yeah. The uh, the fully auto one. Yeah. And a, there's definitely a difference in him spraying with that with a vertical grip and that with no grip. Oh yeah. Um, and it, it just makes that gun op. Uh, he even if he has a vertical grip, like I saw him take it over an M249. Well, and I and and a MK14. Well, he passed both of them by in the same game because he had an M416, and that's how OP that gun is with grips and and the uh the shoulder. Yep. Like, I definitely agree that some of the attachments should be a little rarer. Never mind, you don't need them. You end up passing twenty yep. of you know <laughs> stupid SMG chokes or whatever or uh, compensators. Yeah, so yeah I mean, I, I like I like that idea turning those uh, drop rates I th- down. I think it just needs to be increased a little bit. I mean, it, it can just be so frustrating when, especially say like you drop like a uh, Pochinki or one of the more he- heavily populated areas. Like, if you, you know, go to your building and you don't find anything, you're screwed. You might as well just leave because you don't have anything. Yeah, it's yeah. it's frustrating. Like. So yeah, I don't know. Like pl- playing the the early version of of the four x four map was just a lot more fun because you just you you it wasn't about trying to find a suitable weapon. It was about actually surviving against the other players. 
Yeah. And I think yeah, that's I, no, I think I that's that. more fun and that improves you as a player rather than like, oh well I, I only had a you know, a shotgun or like a pistol in this house rather than, you know, that that guy hadn't had a AR. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So <laughs> yes, yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, I don't um, know. Like that, those are just my thoughts on it. Like I thought you know, going back to the other maps afterwards, it was just like, you, you maybe you could just bump it up a little bit. I don't know. I mean... A, a nice thought to think of is that at least, hopefully, they'll be able to um, discover these things by making different game modes and seeing like, oh, this works so well on Savage. We should really do this and or that on Erangel. Right. Um, yeah. And And even, like you were saying, like, you know, you get so many people, like more people towards the end on Savage. Maybe, like, who knows? Down, this is still in early development from them. So, maybe holiday season, we get a six by six, mm. or something. That you know, maybe the circle's a little bit smaller than it would be on uh, Arangel, the first circle. Yeah. And then you know, just advances as quickly as it does on Savage. Yeah. And you know, it's like a more all-around type thing. Maybe that becomes the ultimate competitive map. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, so as far as... I, I, did you recognize how long the matches were on that map? Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't time any specifically. No, yeah, I didn't either. So I don't know. I don't know exactly. It, it felt maybe a little shorter, I, but at the same time, sometimes it felt longer. I think in solo, I think in solo, it felt just as long sometimes as an Arangel match. Okay. Depend depending on the the match, of course, but um, in squads, it definitely felt faster. Hmm. All right. So I, yeah, we'll have to be. Well, they'll obviously make more adjustments to it the next uh, test period. That will they'll probably have not. They'll probably have it soon. Um. So we can you know talk about that more next time. Um. But moving on to the Tequila Sunrise mode that we kind of touched on. It was very fun but at the same time the circles needed work oh what was happening with with your circles well so like the first circle is predetermined and then it takes like forever for it to close and then it only gets a tad smaller and it's like what's going on like this is supposed Uh, to be like close range like like make this like a 15 minute match like come on i do believe they changed that yesterday Oh really? Yeah, there's a there's a post on the blog. Um, they made some changes literally just for the last day of it. Ah, uh, I because, missed it because I think it's over. It was over at some point today. Oh, uh, okay. Event. Yeah. So yeah, okay. I think I think they did end up speeding it up a little bit. Because that was like one the first. It was actually the first game I played was my best game. I had like seven kills, and then it was me and a random actually because I think Jake and. Billy maybe died. And so it was only me and this other guy. And I played it out. And it literally took like, it felt like a full length match. Only to end up just, you know, losing. We were like third or something. But yeah, I was like, okay, we're literally just waiting for these circles to close. And they get only a tiny bit smaller. Uh, so that was. Uh, okay. They may not have changed. I might have been wrong there. But. Um... I don't know. Me, me, and Matt like to play a slow game anyway, so we just may not have noticed uh, noticed the uh, the problem there. Well, 
Either way, Ian, that was the only thing I noticed. I thought overall it was a much better event mode compared to any of the other ones. Uh, they mm-hmm. added first person, which was great. Yep. Um, so yeah, no, I th- I thought it was it was really good, and you know they can obviously keep adding new ones. Maybe they'll bring that one back eventually and have it adjusted. Um, I thought you know I thought it was uh, just a much different feel, and it made it made it like you know it just made it fresh. Yeah. What's nice is like the more they do this, the better they're gonna get at it. And yeah. it's like it's like anything. Like when you start a new job and you have to learn everything. Like they're just starting event modes. So there's literally a dude at Blue Hole analyzing all the problems that went wrong. And then once he knows everything, he can train three or four more people to run all these things. Mm. Like it just it just takes time, you know, yeah. for them to get better. Even if this is a game that ends up being a very wavy game, like it, you know, it's real hot one minute, sort of not the next at least they're going to learn from that. Um, and there's potential for that. The more they learn, the, the longer the uh, PUBG sticks around. Yeah. Yep. And then, so there's the last thing on PUBG before we move on. Um, there's a new uh, war game mode that is only available through custom servers. So you can't, you can, the only way to play it is if you join a custom server, but basically it, it's like a team death match. Um, you jump, into a predestined circle that's much smaller than any of the ones we've seen before. And you basically have a preset loadout, um, say like level one gear, only SMGs. And I think that's all whoever's running the custom server can kind of pick those parameters, I believe. But you basically just drop, uh, the dropping is a little different. You drop faster and like very straight down, but it's basically a, like a TDM uh, style mode. Oh, that's cool. So, uh, I mean, it was kind of, like, not announced, but at the same time, they kind of talked about it. YouTubers have shown gameplay and stuff. Hmm. Um, so, yeah, I don't know exactly if this is a new mode coming. They haven't really said anything, uh, but I thought, I I thought could, it was interesting. I could see it. See it. They did the same thing with um, when Shroud was doing the, uh, the flare gun tests. He did it early, and then they ended up having the event mode. Right. Right, that's true. So. That makes sense. Maybe maybe we have a uh, team deathmatch war game coming up soon. Yeah, it's probably it'll probably be this next weekend. Yeah. So you know, it, it definitely a good way to test your uh, your skills in a less stressful environment. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but moving on, we have a little bit of Fortnite news. The the last patch added a few things. We have vending machines in the game now. Uh, you haven't played any allies, have you? No, I haven't played Fortnite nah. in like a, two weeks or something. Yeah, no, it's okay. Um, but yeah, no. So there, it's basically randomized vending machines throughout the map. Um, and each vending machine will have a rarity, so it'll either be like white, blue, green, purple, or gold. And there'll be three items, each corresponding to the materials you'll need. It'll either be wood, brick, or the metal. And so depending on the the tier of epicness, or just the tier, depends on how much of the materials will cost. Mm. Uh, gold being 500, and then 100 less and less. Um, so it's interesting. It's kind of randomized. Sometimes they'll have like an RPG. Sometimes they'll have a shotgun. Or I've seen ones that have like a med kit in it. So it's interesting. 
I don't know. I don't know much more to say about the, about it than that, though. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I like the idea. I like that it is so costly. Yeah. Because your chances of finding even a blue weapon uh, in a fight in amongst the town is pretty high. So sacrificing 100 materials for a white version when you already have a blue shotgun, like maybe you want a white AR, it's it's not really worth it too much because you there's a high chance you could come across it but maybe you need an ar so you could you could do that yeah um i do like the idea that this is going to be something you're going to have to fight like you drop at tilted towers and if you see a vending machine okay we have to kill everyone in this town yeah we have because then we get the vending machine right and then win end game if it's a purple or gold yeah if it's purple or gold you really need to farm those materials which can take a little bit of time um, and then even as far as within that, if it's like an RPG, it's usually like it costs metal, which is much harder to get than wood is. Mm. So there's kind of like a balancing there too. It's it's interesting. Uh, it doesn't really change the game too much because you can't... I'm pretty sure it's, it's random locations. It's not the same location every time. So yeah, it's not something that you can necessarily plan. Yeah. But it kind of adds like a oh hey there's a vending machine and maybe it'll have an item you want. Yeah, it'll it'll change up the gameplay even more, you know. Something you come across and it, you know, it, something we found with battle royale games is part of why they're so good is you get this like you get a long story. Like it's like a it's it's like when people tell stories about like sports games. Right. Like, Oh, they were down by 20 and then they can't, you know, they made this crazy play and then they were able to come back. I don't think we've had that for a long time, or at least it's been so hard to explain to people what being behind in CS is in League of Legends. (laughs) You you know, like normal people don't understand that. Whereas if you're able to tell people like, oh, we were able to farm up our resources and buy this better gun. People understand that. People are like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Um, and it gives you a good story. So the more stuff they put in that in the game, I think even drives more growth because people are going to tell these crazy stories that they, they get. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that they just keep adding new stuff is... Yeah. They just don't stop. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty crazy... Like, it's almost like they they don't... I don't know. It's weird. Part of me thinks in my brain, like, they don't plan on being an eSport ever because the game changes so much but then again league league changes major things every year yeah that's like, true they do, they really do and they add characters with completely new mechanics you've never seen before and all this stuff like oh there's so, so many maybe that's how maybe that's how you stay relevant you just need to always change your game yeah i think i think it's kind of true yeah i mean it's, the, it's just the generation of games you, I mean, you could even say CS:GO is learning that because they're, I mean, the amount of changes they're making. They made a bunch of pistol changes. Now we're getting all these map changes. Um, last year we had rifle changes. Like, I mean, yeah, that's a slow change cycle, like once a year. But I mean, it's almost close to League of Legends, just on a lower scale. Like, they're not changing mm, right every character right. every couple of months, but. Um, yeah, maybe that maybe that's what the secret sauce is to relevancy. So the next thing for Fortnite is that weapons 
many weapons, not all of them, have first shot accuracy. Um, this is basically if you're aiming, you're standing still, and you're not shooting, the first shot will be 100% accurate. And depending on the weapon, it may take a few seconds, it may take one second. Um, and as long as you don't like full auto, if you just like single click, it will instantly go back to this, this first shot uh, accuracy bonus. Uh, the weapons included are suppressed uh, submachine gun, tactical machine gun, uh, pistol, suppressed pistol, revolver, hand cannon, assault rifle, and then the burst uh, assault rifle. Um, and you'll you'll be able to tell that you're getting this bonus because the reticle will be completely closed instead of the normal you know bloom type crosshair that they have. Um, so it's yeah I've been able to play with it a little bit. It's definitely interesting. It, with with the burst, it takes like a few seconds for it to close all the way. But once you do, it's very powerful with the burst because you're getting all three shots um, are accurate. And it, as long as you aren't spamming it, you'll get the bonus, you know, one after the other. So if you click and burst, you wait a second and you click again, you're still getting the, the, mm. the, the crosshair will close back completely just after like a second. That's That's pretty cool. I was going to say... I was going to ask is like, so for the burst assault rifle, that means only the first bullet, but you're saying all three? Yeah. Would be on target? Wow. That's, that almost seems like they changed all these guns just to buff the burst assault rifle because <laughs> nobody likes it. Well, so to kind of counter this, they've, uh, they've changed the damage fall off for all of the weapons uh, with this first shot accuracy. If you want to, if you want to know all the, the specifics, we'll, we can link the, the patch notes uh, in the show notes. Um, but I think the burst has been affected the most for that reason. Uh, but so all yeah, all these weapons from long range now are basically you know the damage is a lot. The damage fall off is a lot greater, um, and that doesn't apply just to that first shot. That this is all the time. And along with that, the headshot damage multiplayer has been reduced to only two times uh, instead of two and a half times. Hmm. So. Yeah, it's, it's pretty. It's a pretty interesting change for me because it makes me think. Well, okay, so it wasn't like that before. Like I would expect in mo well, and see, this is just me coming from CS:GO that if you're standing still, the first shot is. It's not going to be one hundred percent accurate because, especially at long distances, there's going to be some, uh, a little bit of change, but um, you would expect the first bullet to be pretty much on the money. Yeah, what I'm guessing guessing is a big word here what they're saying here is that these guns still had a fairly high rng for the first shot even if it wasn't factoring in recoil move or movement yeah um i think it probably they've just removed the rng portion for the first shot yeah now which no, is, yeah. I mean, that's, I mean that's, that's nice, but like you said, technically it does make sense. I mean, if you're if you're just standing there and you can take a second to aim, yeah, that that should be fairly accurate compared to if you're just full auto. Yeah, and and I mean, think things are different in different games. In CS:GO, that's just how it is. First shot hits as long as you're not moving. In PUBG, that's not necessarily true. There, you have to factor in breathing with scopes and stuff like that, like. You have to hold your breath, and that's not even factoring in it any movement or recoil. So that's a that's a third or fourth factor. Um, so 
that's just how it works in in Fortnite. I I'm happy they made this change. That makes more sense to me. But um, an interesting change nonetheless. Yeah, it, it basically just changes how all these weapons work at range. I think I don't know. I I've seen a couple of videos. Uh, thumbnails on YouTube of you know Ninja didn't like it or whatever. Um, I didn't take the time to really listen to it. Um, from my experience, and not that I play the game too much, but from my experience, it doesn't necessarily change the game too much. I mean, you still have snipers that are are the same. Uh, shotguns work the same. So it, it's mostly, if anything, if anything, maybe it, it encourage. I don't know. It's kind of like a trade off. You get that accuracy, but it just does a little bit less damage. Um, I think I think it also it buffs the sort of mid-range weapons like everybody yeah in PUBG knows okay sniper rifles are op and shotguns are op that's what you use long range and short range um so now this may encourage more medium range engagements which wasn't high which, enough already <laughs> well i think i think it's it's hard at medium range because of the building this i mean if anything this might because well, it was it was any good know. any good player knows to just push your opponents if you can and get the high ground and just shotgun. Yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. So, I mean, maybe... I don't know. Maybe they don't want you hitting your... I don't know. It's it's interesting because you get that accuracy, so you do hit more. It's just less damage. Yeah. Because, you, like I said, you, you can consistently be 100% accurate with your shot if you just... You don't auto. Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just an interesting change. Like, it's what I would have expected the game to be already, but at the same time, part of what makes Fortnite Fortnite is the like insane clips you can get with a shotgun at sh- uh, uh, <laughs> short range, or like people you know impulse grenading themselves into their enemy's fort, or yeah, you know that. all this crazy stuff that it makes Fortnite Fortnite. So I think maybe this is a more just a quality of life maybe you don't have an impulse grenade and you can't do that and you have to, you have to take the fight from uh medium range yeah yep so the, the last thing is that there's uh, a new item that's not in the game yet it'll probably be a, couple, a week or two out still but they're being dubbed porta forts <laughs> and they're basically items <laughs> that sprout and it's quoted a quick defensive position upon impact so mm. it'll most likely be some type of you know, grenade type thing you throw and it pops up. You know, we don't know exactly what kind of structure it will build, but <laughs> it's called it's called Portafort. Hmm. So if you're bad at building, you can instantly. I know it would be cool if it didn't had if it had different rarities and if like the highest rarity made like um you know a a bigger base or whatever. A bigger base, or maybe made it out of metal as opposed to yeah. wooden. Yeah, that's wooden, true too. Uh, brick. So, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. That yeah, sounds fun. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, that's it for Fortnite, though. Um, yeah. So, before we go on to some Spider-Man stuff, there's a new map uh, for Overwatch called Rialto, which is located in Venice, Italy, and it's coming out April 10th, which is uh, tomorrow, uh, Tuesday along with the uh, retribution mode which is the returning mode from last year the um the overwatch blue guy thing <laughs> <laughs> i don't i never played uh, it i don't know retribution yeah i don't know 
Oh, have you seen all the Blackwatch stuff coming out? No. Okay, so I, think I that... guess no, it's go gonna. I think it's. I don't even know. Maybe this is related, but uh, it takes place like it's a. It's like a prequel to Overwatch. It's like back yeah. before Reaper was Reaper, and um, okay, yeah, I did. I did read about that. Yeah, they've changed their logo on Twitter and stuff like that. Uh, it looks it looks pretty fun. It, it seems like it's going to be a more mission based game mode, um, okay. but I didn't pay attention to it enough. I, I'll hopefully I'll play some uh, Overwatch this Wednesday and find. I have to say that that one time we played Overwatch a week or two ago with everyone was actually like really fun. Yeah, it was. It was. It's just sure. kind of like it, the game. That game is fun. It's just you got these stupid battle royale games that overshadow it. <laughs> yeah. Because before, um, before you know, PUBG and stuff, Overwatch was a big one. Yeah, I I still like to, I play Overwatch typically once a week, just a little bit with Megan or something, and yeah, um, you know, I I especially I'm looking very much forward to Lucio Ball. Hopefully, they <laughs> you know bring it back again. It's yeah, one of my favorite game modes. Um, but I mean, this some storyline stuff that's coming out, all exciting. Maybe maybe it will be popping up a little bit more for us. Yeah, and the new um, the new map sounds sounds fun. Um, you know. I've been to Atlanta, so. <laughs> nice. No, maybe, maybe it'll... that's a funny thought because um, part of some fun stuff for me traveling the country is going to a city and then being like, "I saw that in Tony Hawk." <laughs> like you see, like uh, sculptures or big buildings, they try to replicate them. I actually once I was like, I my first time going to Boston, I was like, "Oh, this is here." Then that's over there, and they're like. This is their first time to Boston. It's not like, yeah, but I played Tony Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> not that the Boston level was all that accurate or anything. I just remember like vaguely what was close to it. I think they tried a little bit. Right. And so it, maybe that'll be pretty cool for you. I'm excited for you to like. Maybe, no, maybe yeah, because I mean, I mean, Venice is known for, you know, their archways and everything that <clears throat> most people probably know about. But it would just be interesting if it's, you know, accurate to what. Because I don't know, I've never been to any of the other places in Overwatch, so I don't know if it's going to be, you know, themed like Venice or if it's actually going to be like Venice. Yeah. It'll, it'll just be interesting. Yeah, for sure. Um, um, you should, you uh, at some point, if we play some CSGO together, you should try out Canals because uh, it's it's similar to Venice. I, th- I think it's based in Venice, but they... They just didn't name it directly. Right, um, right. It looks pretty. It looks pretty cool. There are actual like little canals you have to walk through. And, hmm. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah, no, I want to play more CS:GO. I've been begging Jake to play, but you, yeah, you've been on me, and I, I should, I, yeah, I just sort of dropped it <laughs> for yeah. some reason. Um, Happens. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get back to it. Yeah, yeah. Our our game interest seems so. Um, what's the word? <laughs> Erratic. Uh, erratic, yeah. It's all over the place. Yeah. Um but so in other news, uh Spider Man for the PS4 has a release date. Uh, it's coming out September seventh. So mark that in your calendars. Uh buy a PS4 if you don't have one. Um so yeah. It looks they they've so Game Informer has the exclusive this month uh for the game. And they'll have uh, their mag. They'll have like the magazine with all the information next month. It'll be the the May edition. 
Um, but so what they've announced is that there's going to be a, delux a deluxe and a collector's edition, uh, normally priced $80 and $150 respectively, which is the norm. The collector's edition includes a Spider-Man statue, a steelbook for the game, and a mini art book, as long as a, a, along with pre-order bonuses. Um, the pre if you pre-order, you'll get three costumes in the game right away. Uh, the only one that they've revealed so far is uh, Spider-Punk. Hmm. Which he has like a cut off leather jacket. He has like a spiky uh, mohawk. Um, so yeah. Uh, other than that, they've announced that there's no microtransactions. Uh, there is planned DLC. There's going to be three. Uh, they're calling them chapters, which I would assume each DLC will be maybe one chapter, and these will contain new storylines, characters, and costumes. Um, cool. yeah, yeah, it. It's, you know, I mean, it's it's actually funny to think that, you know, with everything being so um, negative as far as microtransactions go, it's funny to think that we were mad at DLC at one point. Because, <laughs> like... Well, what's, what's funny is, so, is it going to be paid DLC? It's paid DLC, yeah. So, I don't know. Which people it's used like, to get mad about, and now that... The backlash like, how is, is that not a microtransaction at the same time, you know? Like because they're they're different. Everyone everyone is so caught up on microtransactions, which is fair with Battlefront and yeah. and everything. Yeah, well, that but everyone's like, oh, DLC's not that bad. Yeah, pay DLC Maybe. is like fine. <laughs> yeah, well, it's more content. Like yeah, even though it might seem right now that it's ready, like it to be released at launch, and they're holding it off for later to keep you know, financial support of the game going. I'm not so against that as long as, like, I'm not buying... Like, I think hate for microtransactions comes into when you introduce a, a fake currency in your game that I have to buy with real-world cash and then spend in-game on different things. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. I mean, which is what League runs off of. And people have no problem with that. Free-to-play. Yeah. But when you've already paid $80 for a game. Yeah. Um, so, oh, exactly. That, that was a problem with Battlefront. As yeah. as far as this game goes, you'd have to think, and obviously, obviously, you don't know. But with like say like Battlefront uh, to, uh, one, that game was severely lacking content, and then they sold the other half of that game in their DLC. With Spider Man, it seems like you know there's a, a fully fleshed out storyline, and then the DLC yeah. is just added on chapters and costumes and characters it's, it's, and all this stuff. As long as it's mostly like. I think, see, I'm not even against cosmetics because as long as they keep it to just cosmetics, it's one thing. And with this, they're adding cosmetics and a storyline. That's great. It it really, I think it came into play where people could do better than you by spending money. That's right. what, that's what the real hate about my microtransactions is. Like, I don't, I don't care if you have microtransactions for just cosmetic things. Right. And, the, and, and the thing about this game is, you know, Spider-Man is known for, how many crazy costumes and alternate costumes he has whereas they could have really piecemealed this or at, or at least taken advantage of it as oh yeah we'll give you a certain amount of costume to unlock but then the rest you have to pay for they're not they're not yeah. doing that all the the costumes actually play a part in the gameplay where you need to you get crafting material in the game and you then use this crafting material to create different alternate costumes which also grant unique abilities. 
Yeah. So it's, yeah, that's, it's, a, that's a neat idea. So it's not just cosmetic. It's, it's you know, has gameplay advantages to it, which, which is awesome. Just, and the system is built into the game, and it's not there's not going to be any real-world money involved in that. Yeah. So I, I like it. I, DLC is fine when you get a full game, and then... Is it same thing with, like, um, say, Horizon Zero Dawn. Like, full game, great game. If you want to c- continue playing that game with new story stuff, you can do so and buy the DLC. Which, when it's, when it's like that, I think it works, and it's awesome. Hmm. So, as far as this, obviously, we don't know because the game's not out, but if it has a really great story, and then if you want to keep playing with the DLC... It's it's awesome. So yeah, um, I, I know I know. So the next little note you have is that the uh, the web sling is reported to be amazing and quote unquote better than Spider Man Two, which what you were just saying reminded me of Spider Man Two because I don't I remember beating the game multiple times and still just wanting to swing around yep. and like help people with little you know purse snatchings or whatever like just so I because I, I think there were a few upgrades I hadn't unlocked there was some end game stuff that i just wanted to complete never mind it was a good it was one of those games where i could zone out and just web sling for a long time and then you know save somebody i used to play um dirt um three like that a lot like i would just go to the gymkhana training area and i would just drive i would literally just like zone out for five hours and drive around the training area I, I don't know what it is about about like certain games just get me into like a very relaxed state where I'm just like this yeah. is amazing. Yeah, no, just I mean the with the, the mechanics. The web sling experiment too was especially for its time was ridiculously good. You had yeah. all the different upgrades uh, for your web slinging you could do, and just how in depth it was was oh, it was so satisfying. Yeah, and having. And, at that time, having you know, you can go to the top of the Empire State Building and go all the way down to the street. At the, yep. when I remember, remember that game came out, it was just like it was insane. Yeah, that was yeah. I remember there was an achievement for falling a certain distance, um, and you had to you had to climb the uh, the Empire State Building for it. I remember that. Yeah, and that was yeah, it was insane. Like to think, oh, it was like sort of what Skyrim did as well, having like that open of a world mm-hmm. where you can climb. I think there's an achievement in Skyrim for getting to the tallest peak and jumping off or something. Um, and yeah, that was, I, I know I spent hours on that. Just like not even, I think I might've gotten it fairly soon, but just doing it repeatedly. Yeah. <laughs> just like Cause so much fun. fun. Yeah. Having fun climbing it and just jumping off. Yeah. That was a, that was a super fun part of that game. Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited for this game. I mean, yeah. The the everyone at Game Informer who has played it has said really great things. Um so yeah, it plus it's made by Insomniac and I like them a lot cuz they've made Ratchet and Clank. Um so I love those games. So it, it, I think I think it'll be good. I mean, it's as long as you get the web slinging down with with modern graphics and web slinging. Uh it's just, yeah, it, it's, should, it should be a pretty good game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, the, the last thing uh, for Spider-Man, um, the guy at Game Informer, when he went to play it, he saw the, the costume screen or whatever, and he tried to quickly count them all, and he said that there was 21, but the, the one of the developers was like, oh, don't bother counting. There's That's not the whole list. Oh, okay. So, I mean, 21 is a lot. Uh, I think the confirmed ones are 
classic Spider-Man, which I would assume is from like the original um, like Spider-Man movies. You have the 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 new one with the white spider. You have uh, I forget what it's called, but it's like a like a black leather type suit, and then the the Spider Punk one. So those are the only four we know about, but obviously uh, the pre order comes with three, and then there's tons more. I mean, there's you know Scarlet. There's you know if they have um, Spider Gwen. I mean, they could have so much. Yeah, so there's, much stuff. there's there's so many. There's so that many. They could- they could use um never mind probably they're probably going to be an iron spider one um uh, yeah from the movie for the oh, movie that'd be in. so sick um there's uh there's a movie coming out i think it might be being made with netflix called like it's about like the spider verse and basically like people are traveling in in between dimensions and finding all the spiders like the spiders are teaming up huh. um and yeah, there's just so many. There's so many different Peter Parkers, it's a bit ridiculous, yeah. but very yeah. fun. So, yeah, so that's all very exciting. Um, I don't know. I may, I don't know what edition I'll get. I'll probably end up pre-ordering it, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I, after, yeah it's, it's after... funny that I have, I have less trepidation about pre-ordering this game. I don't, you know, I don't. I'm thinking I'm gonna like it just because I like Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, I'll probably definitely pre-order it. I mean, they they you get the three costumes right off the bat, which normally I think there's a couple other bonuses you get for pre-ordering, um, which which I think it comes with like a couple gadgets early on too, which normally I don't like. Like I like that stuff to be organic for me throughout the game. Mm. I don't like it given to me, like earning it. Um, so I don't know. I mean, I'll, I'll probably end up pre-ordering it anyways, just because it's the thing to do. Um, but as far as uh, deluxe or not, I don't know. I mean, maybe I, I could see myself going for that collector's edition, just because uh, they they say they you get a mini art book, and uh, when I was growing up, Spider-Man was probably me and Ethan's favorite um, superhero for a long time we even had like a, a history of spider-man like encyclopedia that was like an inch thick with uh, like detailed illustrations of all the different characters history timelines stuff like that we probably read it 10 times each all the way through um so i and i'm not even the biggest fan like that's <laughs> there's still so much like i haven't read all the comics for sure um but yeah having something to look at i, I do like spider-man a lot and then i moved on to batman um, you know, real angsty type deal. Yeah. But uh Well so but... what I think the other thing too is that speaking of Batman, uh the people at Game Inform are related. Their Insomniac is doing what Rocksteady did with Batman. Okay. So I mean if that's true, then it's gonna be really good. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> those yeah. games were ridiculously good. Yep. Um. Yeah. I mean, and then it comes with a steel book too. Like, I wish, I wish it came as like a pre-order bonus, or at least like a. I know Best Buy did that with um, like Monster Hunter and stuff. I, I, I steel books are like really cool to me. Yeah, it'd be nice. That'd be nice if those were a bit more available. Like maybe you could put that into the physical deluxe edition. Right. And then the the collector's edition still comes with the statue and the art book. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's all it's cool. What it, it's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It looks awesome. Um, in other news, 
uh, Spyro Trilogy is being remastered and it's coming out September 21st, so a couple weeks later. Um, and this is for the PS4 and Xbox One. Um, I remember actually playing Spyro on a PS1 at my cousin's house when I was like mm. really little. And that's all that's all my experience with Spyro. I don't have any other. I, I actually rented a PS1 from Blockbuster <laughs> and played Spyro for a week. And that's and that's the to- totality of my experience with Spyro as well. But um yeah, I, which again I, I is hear, made by Insomniac. Yeah, I hear a lot of people are really excited for it. Um I don't know if I'd spend a lot of time playing it. Maybe it'd be something Megan be interested in, so I could see that. Yeah, I would. I would assume. I think I would assume it'd be like forty dollars. Uh, three games. I could see it going for six. What do you, do you recall? What Crash Bandicoot was because they did that trilogy remastered not too long ago. I do not recall that. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I guess I. I guess. Yeah, it is three games. It looks great. It looks like really good compared to what it came from. You know what it yeah, yeah, what it used to look yeah. like for sure. So, um I guess I wouldn't knock them. Sort of on our last I mean that's our last Sony point, but just something I've been, you know, catching from a couple um tech YouTubers and stuff like that is that there's PS5 rumors out there for holiday season 2018. No, there's not like fixed like dates. It's just there's one guy that put out an article um, and he has it on multiple sources that um, game developers have um, pre like uh, prototype units. Mm. So, I mean, it could still be well out. It makes sense because the PS4 is still doing good. Yeah. For them not to release it this holiday season, they could definitely get another year. But um, some of some of the rumors re- uh, revolving around it is that it's going to be um, AMD based completely, um, uh, Zen architecture, so you know fairly recent, but uh, with a new GPU architecture that we haven't seen yet. Hmm. AMD as well. Um. If it comes out, I don't know. I'd be pretty disappointed if it came out this this holiday season because I did just buy the PS4. But honestly, I don't. I don't think it's coming until yeah, I, like twenty twenty. I could see twenty nineteen, but especially if they already have the the prototype units out to game developers. I don't. I don't it does depend though. If if they just got the development or the prototype units, game development. If they're starting their games now, it's see that's the thing is I would I would definitely think their games aren't going to be done by November. I would, but they could be done within a year and a half. Yeah, I don't know. I still it I might be, I still think it's year. really early in PS4's life. I think it's doing really good. Mm. I I think 2020. Yeah, the the only but. other argument the other argument for why it would be so soon is because. They're both x86 processors, and like the the overall system is not that different. It's just going to be a little bit faster, hmm. uh, you know, because uh, the PS4 and the Xbox are getting more and more like just regular computers. They're not using their own 
processors that they, you know, it's not like a cell processor anymore. I mean, because, so the Xbox One and the PS4 were lined up as far as they were pretty, they came out, what, the same year? And they were pretty equal as far as the capabilities. Obviously, the PS4 has done a lot better throughout its life. The PS3 was before, or no, it was after, what was it? Was it after the 360 or before it? I want to say after. I want to say it was after, yeah. Because I remember, remember like the X, because like the Xbox, original Xbox was like in between the PS1 and PS2. The PS2 came out and was doing better. Xbox came out the 360 and that was better than the PS2. And then the PS3 came out. It was, you know, really expensive, but it was better than the 360. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe P- maybe PlayStation with the Xbox One X being, like, the hardware is beyond the PS4 Pro by a large margin. Maybe mm. they want to have a leg up on, on that hardware-wise. Yeah. That's the only thing I could I could think of as why they would be pushing for a PS5. Yeah, I, I I I sort of agree with you that it just makes more sense to wait a year or two. Yeah. But it's interesting that the rumors are already out there. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Uh, last couple of things we have. Uh, Battlefront Two. There's speculation that an announcement will be made sometime this week about new content, uh, mostly customization, probably. People are getting upset because people think uh, the next you know season two will be solo season because of the movie next month. Which they're probably not wrong because EA is stupid. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, but yeah, no, look out for an announcement probably sometime this week, um, as early as tomorrow, but maybe later in the week. And then the last point there's a Smash Brothers uh, Switch tournament uh, during E3. They did this back for a brawl, I believe, uh, E3, uh, June 11th and 12th. And I didn't realize it, but you can already pre order the game on like. Amazon stuff. Wow. So the game's almost done, which means they've been working at, which means they have been working on it the whole time. They said they weren't. Yeah. Okay. But I think it's funny. I think I think it's funny that you can pre-order it, but they haven't like you don't. We still don't know if it's like a new game or not. Like, yeah. <laughs> like usually, like you can pre-order it once they give you like all the details, like with Spider-Man or or something. Yeah. But this is kind of like, well, they probably just know, like, well, it's Smash Bros. People want to pre-order it. It doesn't matter if they know anything about it or not. Well, well, I think something that is happening with uh, third-party sites like Amazon, just because they have promotional deals to go along with video games, they just want to get it up there early as possible. And whether or not they have all the details, as long as they have a promotional image, yeah, they'll put it up. Yeah. Um. So that may not be something to go by, but the fact that we're getting a tournament in June means the game's pretty much ready. Yeah. And it'll be out. I don't know. I guess it could come out during the summer, but they could also they could also wait till um holiday season. Yeah, hopefully sooner rather than later, but September's pretty stacked already with games. Not, stacked. Yeah. Not that like I guess Nintendo really cares cuz Smash Brothers, but yeah, that's the other thing. Is they have a different. They're right. not trying to beat Spider Man. No, right, right. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, September would be. Yeah, maybe October. 
I hope it's not November. It's too late. It's too late, and there's so much to um, other stuff's going to be coming out, and there's stuff to do, and people are busy. I could see. Um, I mean, if they have a tournament, it seems like it's pretty ready. Like, what if they went with a July sale? Maybe. Just for reference, um, Super Smash Brothers uh, for Wii U came out, let's see, October 3rd. All right, they could do that. They could still go for something like that. Yeah, the the, the 3DS version came out before uh, the Wii U version on September 13th. (laughs) That's funny. I think if I'm reading this correctly. Wait. Let me let me look. This could be this could be the three DS version. Even though I specifically said Wii U. Uh, uh, oh no, okay, I'm wrong. So stupid Google. Um the Wii U version did come out in November. The the three DS version in North America came out in October. Okay. Yeah. So actually, November twenty first. Actually, that was pretty late. Hopefully, it's not wow. that late. Yeah, yeah that would suck. Maybe not because the three there. I wonder if there's probably no three DS version this time. That wouldn't make sense. Like the Switch is already portable. I have a strong feeling there's going to be a three DS version. Okay. Because they just, I mean, they offer every other game like. All of the digital console or whatever, like they love that. They love making you buy two of the same thing. That's true. I feel like if you have a if you have a Switch and a 3DS though, you just get for Switch though. Yeah, yeah. I think you would only buy one, but some people might buy two. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, right now, like I I have a 3DS and I bought it to play Pokemon, but I also bought Smash Brothers, even though I never play it on the 3DS. Just just because maybe I'll play it with uh, Connor and Spencer, like once in a blue moon, right? Because you you can play against them on Wii, or I think they have it on um, 3DS as well, right? So I just bought it to have it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, in that situation, maybe you're only a handheld person, and you haven't gone in on the Switch. It makes sense to have a, a copy over there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I guess we'll see though. Hopefully. We'll probably we'll probably obviously find out at, at E3 uh, a lot more information. Yeah, yeah, I could see them uh, with a release date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, obviously they'll have the tournament, so we'll be able to see the game and everything. Yeah. Um. So kind of wrapping up the show here, guys. Uh, we have the polls and trivia from last week. Uh, we asked how important uh, playing video games with friends was to you. Eighty-nine percent said very important. So no one said not important. Eleven uh, percent said it doesn't really matter. So, yeah, yeah, uh, it's an important thing. Huge part of gaming right now. Yeah. So uh, there's no question this coming week, guys. Uh, unless Lice has anything. Don't have an idea, but maybe we'll come up with something midweek. Yeah. So, but that's that's the show, guys. Uh, nice news roundup. We got a bunch of new stuff. Uh, we're kind of didn't there wasn't much going on last week, so. This week made up for it. Um, but so if you want to catch us uh, next week, we'll be live on Twitch at 8 p.m. on Monday. 
Um, if you missed this episode, you'll be able to find it on podcasts, uh, iTunes, Google Play, etc. Um, you can find us over on Twitter at Respawn Mondays. We also have our shows on YouTube, at, also at Respawn Mondays. Um, you can follow me personally at NickyGirl7. And if you want to send us an email, ask us a question, or tell us something, uh, you can do so at respawn.mondays at gmail.com. And then if you also want to leave us a review on iTunes, uh, that will greatly help us out. Uh, other than that, what about you, Elias? Uh, you can follow me at on uh, Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube, all at T-O-L-M-A-E-I-T-H. Um, yeah, we're playing a lot of League, so if you like to see people escaping bronze in League, stop on by. <laughs> You're almost there, dude. Like, dude, I, I'm gonna be in Silver by next podcast. Pretty, pretty sure. Alright, count on that. Yeah. Count on it. Hey, Cooper's gonna hit, and I'm gonna get Cooper to gold. That's been my go live notification last uh, couple streams, is I'm carrying Cooper to gold from Brown. <laughs> awesome. Alright, guys, that's it for this week. I'm Nick Berry. And I'm Elias Christensen. And thanks for respawning with us. See you next time.